It's your job. A good omens potfic, written by false premise and read by literarian. Chapter 2. Two days later. Aziraphale sighed as he walked down the cobblestone road. He found his mind turning back to that evening at Petronius's restaurant. He smiled to himself. Then he sighed. How could it be that Aziraphale had more in common with a demon than with all the angels in heaven? Guilt twisted Aziraphale's gut. He shouldn't think like that. Crowley was a demon. But Crowley understood. He understood what it was like down here. Or up here, from Crowley's perspective, Aziraphale supposed. More than that, he understood Aziraphale. Suddenly, a memory cut through Aziraphale's melancholic mood. Oh, oh dear, he thought, as he realized that he had drunkenly confessed something to that effect to the demon himself. Aziraphale's face warmed at the memory. Well, at least he hadn't gone too far. Then he sighed again. Oh yes, Crowley was the only one who truly understood Aziraphale, as strange as that seemed. And Crowley was long gone. And that meant that Aziraphale was, once again, quite alone. Aziraphale turned the corner and froze in shock. He broke into a delighted smile as his melancholy dissolved in an instant. Crowley! Ziraphale, Crowley replied as he sauntered over. Aziraphale immediately noticed that at some point in the past two days, Crowley had dispensed with the laurel wreath. He had also opted for a different look. A simple black tunic and a more straightforward masculine hairstyle, if a bit on the long side. On the other hand, Crowley had compensated for the base simplicity of his costume by adorning himself with several pieces of Roman-style snake jewellery. The silver bands around his arms were particularly captivating. He looked... Aziraphale's heart skipped a beat. He looked beautiful, breathtaking. What are you still doing here? Aziraphale asked warmly. Realized there was an opportunity to progress one of my long-term projects, Crowley drawled. So figured I'd give that a bit of my attention before hitting the road again. Oh, how lovely, Aziraphale enthused. And what are you up to then? Crowley added with a shrug. Well, Aziraphale said, eyes wide. I was on my way to the loveliest little bathhouse. Crowley snorted. <laughs> really? 
public baths, all the noise and the people and the gossip and the debauchery wouldn't have thought that have been your scene. Oh no, Aziraphale said with a quick shake of his head. No, no, this is a quiet establishment. Exclusive. Private. Ah, Crowley said with a raised eyebrow. Sounds more like it. You know, I've never been to a bathhouse. Oh, Aziraphale exclaimed. Well, let me tempt you. He stopped, mouth falling open. Oh dear, <laughs> I've done it again. He chuckled nervously. <laughs> it really is your job. To tempt you, Crowley said, head slanted to one side carefully taking in Aziraphale's reaction. Aziraphale felt his face flush warmly. Yes, Aziraphale replied, eyes starting away. I suppose so, though I suppose... I suppose it is my job to resist. To try, Crowley said carefully. You can't win them all. Wouldn't be sporting of you. Aziraphale's eyes flicked back to Crowley's. He wished he could see through those damned dark lenses. Could it be Crowley understood this too? Could it be he knew what Aziraphale secretly longed for? And, and could it be he wanted it too? Aziraphale swallowed hard. No, no, I, I suppose I can't. Things heavy and unsaid weighed down the very air around them. Aziraphale cleared his throat. Well, will you join me in the bathhouse? It's an exclusive establishment, but you'll be allowed in if you're with me. Crowley nodded. All right, lead the way. Aziraphale guided Crowley through the streets to the outskirts of Rome, chatting profusely all the while. Crowley was kind enough to grant him his rapt attention, even though Aziraphale knew that he tended to go on a bit and it warmed Aziraphale's heart. Eventually, they arrived at a small private bathhouse. Well, here we are, Aziraphale said as they arrived. He smiled broadly at the young man standing at the door. Salve, Felix. Salve, Aziraphale, Felix answered with a bow and a smile so warm that Aziraphale always knew it was genuine. Good, Aziraphale thought to himself. He liked Felix too. I've brought Crowley with me today, Aziraphale said, gesturing to Crowley. I do hope that's all right. Of course it is, Felix said with a smile and a little shake of his head. Salve, Crowley threw in with a decided drawl. It's a nice place you got here, huh? 
Exclusive and all that. Didn't know there were exclusive ones. First time and all for me. Felix's eyes flicked to Crowley and he took him in with a quick, evaluating gaze. Salva, he said with a warm grin. He turned back to Aziraphale and whispered softly, Would you like me to show him the other entrance, or is he... Oh no, that's not necessary, Aziraphale said with a quick shake of his head. He'll come in with me. Felix smiled again. You are all kindness, Aziraphale. Don't you go being too soft now. I, for one, don't want to see you being taken advantage of. Crowley snorted. Aziraphale laughed heartily. Felix was a dear, getting all protective. Little did he know Aziraphale could well and truly take care of himself. Good day, Felix, he said with a smile as he walked past, entering the building. Good day, Aziraphale, Felix replied, adding with a wink, have fun. Crowley followed Aziraphale, Crowley and Felix nodding to each other as he passed. Aziraphale led Crowley through the dimly lit passageway with a little frown on his face. <laughs> a demon enslaved by an angel, Crowley complained with a laugh. <laughs> that would be a topsy-turvy world. Let's hope Beelzebub doesn't hear about that. I'd never live it down. Oh, Aziraphale gasped. That's what he thought. He looked Crowley up and down and sighed. Yes, well, I can see why he did, now you mention it. What? Crowley cried out, indignant. Nothing to do with me. It was how you introduced me. You made it sound like I was here to wash you. Aziraphale tutted. I'm confident that your attire played a role in Felix's false conclusion. That and your hair color. Crowley snorted. <laughs> Can't help my hair color. No, but you could improve your speech, Aziraphale said. I'm speaking Latin fluently. You're drawling Latin fluently, Aziraphale countered. No one with a decent education does that. Crowley rolled his eyes. Whatever. Anyway, he might not have thought I'm your slave. Maybe he thinks you're paying me for my company. Crowley raised his eyebrows meaningfully. Oh! Aziraphale gasped again. He shook his head quickly. No, 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 that's... No, he couldn't possibly have thought that. Crowley shrugged. Why not? Aziraphale felt his cheeks warm. He swallowed hard. He mustn't even begin to think of it. Not in Crowley's presence. He shook his head quickly. Because Felix knows me. He knows I wouldn't... I wouldn't ever... Aziraphale blustered. Have sex? 
Crowley interrupted. Purchase such services, Aziraphale finished at the same time. Oh, Crowley said, eyes widening, head tilting to one side, giving this answer some consideration. Eventually, he continued with cultivated nonchalance. Well, I'm sure you have plenty of willing humans quite happy to oblige. No fee necessary. Aziraphale shook his head quickly, teeth biting into his lower lip, blush deepening. Crowley raised a single eyebrow. Aziraphale's eyes started away and he twisted a finger in his other hand. Well, well, I suppose I do, but I also wouldn't, wouldn't ever with a human. Crowley simply waited, still and silent, and Aziraphale found, despite himself, that he couldn't resist explaining further. It's nothing against the humans, he added in a rush. It's just that I couldn't possibly with anyone I didn't truly... With anyone who didn't... Who didn't... His voice trailed off again. The thing is, for something so intimate, I'd want them to actually know me and to... And to... Well, I'd want them to know me to truly know me and to... to... Understand, Crowley finished softly. Aziraphale nodded, eyes fluttering shut. Aziraphale's face flushed warm anew. Just how much did Crowley understand? He opened his eyes, expecting to find Crowley's mouth curled in amusement, but instead Crowley's expression was tender and kind. Neither could I, Crowley said so softly Aziraphale could barely hear it. Oh, Aziraphale's heart skipped a bit. His eyes found Crowley's. Really? Yeah, Crowley said breathlessly. He cleared his throat. Anyway, Crowley added with a shrug, I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm your slave. Aziraphale frowned for a moment, confused about who exactly Crowley was talking about. Oh, oh, Felix! Aziraphale blew out a long breath. Right, steady on. He forced himself to turn from Crowley and continue down the passageway, heart thumping in his chest all the while. Crowley followed, and they entered a small room. Two older women were in there, both in the final stages of dressing. Aziraphale nodded and smiled at the two women. They smiled and nodded to them both in return, fetching the last of their belongings and leaving through the same hallway that Aziraphale and Crowley had just walked down. 
their previous conversations and all its implications were still spinning in Aziraphale's head. He focused on the routine and ritual of the bath to distract himself. Aziraphale helped himself to two of the cloth skirts provided, as well as two sets of special sandals with wooden soles or scalponea. Here you go, he said, passing one of each to Crowley, still a little rattled. Crowley took the cloth and sandals gingerly. First things first, Aziraphale said with full confidence. We change and leave our belongings in here. Crowley nodded and began to disrobe. Aziraphale quickly turned away, taking a few deep, steadying breaths. Hopefully it looked like that was simply part of the relaxation routine for him and disrobed himself. As he removed his clothes, he discreetly slipped the cloth around his waist to cover his nudity. All done, he put his belongings into one of many little cubby holes in the wall and turned to face Crowley. Aziraphale found himself taking a sharp intake of breath. Oh, oh dear Lord, no, this was a mistake. This was a horrible mistake. Crowley looked more beautiful than anyone had any right to in a little cloth skirt and ridiculous sandals. Aziraphale's eyes ran up and down Crowley's long, lithe form, catching on the little tease of hair poking out at the top of the cloth skirt as ruby red as that on Crowley's head. Aziraphale swallowed hard and forced himself to meet Crowley's eyes. And oh, but wasn't he glad he did? Because that was the best of all. Crowley had taken off those blasted dark glasses and there were those haunting golden eyes, even more beautiful than Aziraphale remembered. Crowley smiled brightly. What's next? Well, well, next we oil ourselves down, Aziraphale said, gesturing to wooden benches in the centre of the room. Crowley raised an eyebrow but made no comment. Aziraphale took a seat on the wooden bench and so did Crowley, sprawling down next to Aziraphale. The angel picked up the little pot of oil and handed it to Crowley. All right then, Crowley said, tipping a great pool of golden oil into the palm of his hand and slapping it onto his leg. He worked efficiently, rubbing great gobs of the amber liquid onto his legs, raising the little cloth skirt to rub it into his lean upper thighs. The breath caught in Aziraphale's throat and he sat mesmerized. Crowley continued, as if oblivious to the attention that he was receiving, rubbing the oil into his arms and shoulders with firm, knowing strokes. 
By the time Aziraphale realized how long he'd been staring, Crowley was nearly finished, only needing to complete rubbing oil onto his own stomach. Oh, Aziraphale thought, forcing himself to turn away, forcing himself to take the jar of oil for himself. Oh, this was definitely a mistake. When his eyes flicked back to Crowley, a little smile was playing about Crowley's lips as his hands rubbed the last of the oil into his own stomach. Aziraphale coughed delicately. Ahem, yes, that's it. You've got the idea, he said, as if he'd deliberately waited, watching to be certain of Crowley's technique. Crowley smiled wider. Fiend! Aziraphale focused on pouring oil into the palm of his own hand. He started, as he usually did, by rubbing it into his calf muscles. They were sore and tight, as always. Isn't that my job? Crowley said with a grin. What? Aziraphale said hoarsely, looking up, meeting Crowley's golden stare. Mere slave, aren't I? Crowley said, arms wide open, grinning further. At least that's what everyone seems to think. Apparently. Oh, oh, there's no need to. Aziraphale began, but Crowley had already poured oil into the palm of his hand and knelt down in front of him. Just the sight of Crowley kneeling before him, warming the golden oil in his hands, made Aziraphale lose his train of thought. What was he objecting to again? Crowley smiled softly and reached out. He began to rub the oil into Aziraphale's calves, at first with feather-light touches and then massaging deeply into the tight muscles, kneading them into submission. Aziraphale groaned in relief. His muscles really were dreadfully tight, and Crowley's fingers did wonders. Surely there could be no harm in it? It was meant to be good for one's health. In any case, Aziraphale couldn't find the strength to say no. Good. Aziraphale nodded quickly, biting down on his bottom lip. Good, Crowley smiled. He worked slowly and carefully, not just rubbing the oil in, but massaging each muscle into submission, coaxing relaxation into Aziraphale's body. Where he'd worked efficiently on his own body, he took his time with Aziraphale's, massaging slowly and generously. Aziraphale sighed. He soon forgot about the inherent awkwardness of the situation and simply relaxed. 
Crowley massaged his calves, rubbed down his arms and chest, and forced his shoulders and back to relax at last. Aziraphale felt every worry evaporate under Crowley's tender touch. Then, as if saving it for last, Crowley returned to Aziraphale's legs, hands slipping up under the cloth skirt a little to massage the very top of Aziraphale's ample thighs. Aziraphale, now fully relaxed, moaned loudly. Then he realized with a terrifying jolt that his pleasure was not entirely a relaxed kind of pleasure anymore. It was heated. Desire had begun to pool. In fact, desire had begun to pool horrifyingly close to Crowley's hand. Aziraphale gasped and quickly stilled Crowley's hand. That's enough, he said hoarsely. Crowley's head tilted to one side. So right, you know, he said softly his golden eyes wide. Aziraphale swallowed hard, his own eyes starting away, unable to bear the gaze, unable to bear the understanding he found there. It was exactly what he wanted, and yet all too much. Crowley was a demon. Aziraphale mustn't, he really mustn't. He couldn't go too far. Now we bathe, Crowley asked softly. What? Aziraphale choked out. Oh, not, not quite yet. Usually people take a little exercise next. Or eat. Aziraphale smiled coyly. I confess I usually read. They have a delightful little library here. Crowley snorted. <laughs> you aren't tempting me with that, Aziraphale. Aziraphale smiled. I suppose not. Well, then we'd better remove the dirt and then we can move on to the baths. Aziraphale picked up a long curved metal instrument and showed Crowley the proper technique, explaining, We use the stritchel like this to remove the dirt, he said, scraping down his own leg. Crowley nodded and took a stritchel for himself. All right then. They both scraped carefully at their own skin with the stritchel in silent contemplation. The very air felt thick with unspoken need. Aziraphale wondered if they were, at last, approaching a precipice. Now the bath? Crowley asked as they put the stritchel away. Aziraphale nodded. The tepidarium, the warm room first, to adjust. Crowley nodded. Lead the way, then. Aziraphale took Crowley into the tepidarium. The room contained a large warm pool. 
The room was low-lit, a gentle and soft glow dancing across the water and lighting up the artwork painted directly on the walls and ceiling. Two men, one in his fifties and one barely a man at all, sat together on the other side of the pool. Aziraphale smiled and nodded to them in greeting. He did not know them. They smiled back and stepped out of the pool, striding naked out of the room, towards the room with the hottest bath, leaving Aziraphale and Crowley quite alone. Aziraphale turned discreetly away from Crowley as he slipped off his own cloth skirt and stepped into the bath, only turning back when he was certain that Crowley had entered the bath too. Aziraphale sighed contentedly. It was quiet and calm and blissful. Crowley sprawled out in the bath and sighed. Ah, oh, this is relaxing, I'll give you that. Hmm, Aziraphale answered, eyes fluttering close. And it is always so lovely and quiet here. Crowley snorted. <laughs> yes, I can see how people would ruin this for you. Aziraphale frowned a little, eyes still closed. That isn't exactly what I said. Crowley snorted again and splashed Aziraphale's face gently. Oh! Aziraphale cried out, eyes opening, water glistening on his eyelashes. You fiend! He splashed Crowley in return. Crowley splashed back. Aziraphale splashed again, quite forcefully this time. Crowley's hair, now thoroughly wet, deepened in tone, becoming a deep crimson. Crowley immediately matched him, covering Aziraphale in a wave of water. Aziraphale coughed and spluttered, but a moment later, latent instincts kicked in. Aziraphale reached out and grabbed hold of Crowley, taking his shoulders in hand, fingers digging in hard and trying to forcefully submerge the demon. Crowley laughed, seemingly delighted by the manhandling, and Aziraphale gripped all the harder as the demon struggled under him. Aziraphale chuckled and, panting from the exertion, tried harder to keep his grip and to push him under. He began to gain the advantage, but... Oh! Oh! Aziraphale felt his body respond, felt desire pooling and his penis hardening. Mortified, he quickly let go and sat back on the bench, hands discreetly folded in front of his half-heart cock. Sorry, Crowley, he said shamefully, hoping desperately that Crowley hadn't noticed the beginnings of his erection. I shouldn't have grabbed you. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Having fun, I think. So good.
Crowley said with an amused chuckle. You're meant to wrestle me into submission, aren't you? Aziraphale blew out a long breath. Maybe Crowley hadn't noticed his physical response. Surely not. No, no, he mustn't have. He shook his head and tried to put it out of his mind. I'm not sure that is quite what heaven has in mind when they give those kinds of directives. Crowley snorted. <laughs> Pity. Aziraphale's eyes widened at this. Crowley smiled and winked, and once again, Aziraphale couldn't bear it. He looked away. Aziraphale closed his eyes and tried to deliberately regain the relaxation he'd felt just moments ago. As he breathed deep breaths, he noticed, from the movement and sounds of the water, that Crowley moved away and began to swim up and down the pool. Aziraphale opened his eyes to watch. Crowley's body glistened as he moved through the water, his movements smooth and sure, reminding Aziraphale of his serpentine nature. After several laps, Crowley lay on his back, floating in the middle of the pool like a starfish. His red hair spread out around his head like a dark crimson crown, and his penis was on shocking display in a little crimson bed of its own. Aziraphale drank it all in, trying very hard not to be too obvious about it. I think it's better without all the people too, for the record, Crowley said from his starfish position, staring up at the ceiling. How? Aziraphale replied, only half listening, still staring at Crowley's naked form. Uh-huh, Crowley answered. The warm water lapped around Aziraphale's body, caressing him, warming his skin, warming his core, coaxing his body into relaxation, as Crowley's hands had done before. Aziraphale began to relax again, but he kept his hands still discreetly over his crotch. The damn thing was still a little hard. How could it not be with Crowley on display before him? And let the warmth of the water soothe him. He sighed. The water caressed him as if little waves were washing gently over his body, lapping at his muscles. The warm water felt quite nice indeed against a particular stubbornly hard region. Aziraphale bit his lower lip and looked across to Crowley. Surely he hadn't noticed, but Crowley was lying back, floating, looking at the ceiling above. The artwork's nice, Crowley said. Yes, Aziraphale answered carefully. 
the warmth of the water continued caressing him in a most intimate way. Was the warmth of the water always so intimate? But of course, Aziraphale reasoned, he'd never been half hard at the baths before. And he'd never had a naked Crowley to look at during his bath. He should have anticipated these side effects. Aziraphale closed his eyes and took several deep breaths, determinately keeping up the appearance that he was relaxing and willed his penis to soften. The water didn't help. It seemed to lap persistently along his testicles and then along the length of his cock. Not only did his penis fail to soften, the damned thing hardened further until Aziraphale was sporting a full erection hidden under his discreetly folded hands. The water continued its teasing like a million little warm tongues. Aziraphale bit his bottom lip hard. This is ridiculous! he thought to himself. I must be going mad. It's just a bath. I'm so crazy with lust, I'm imagining all kinds of nonsense. It's relaxing, the warmth. Crowley drawled, his voice causing a shiver to run down Aziraphale's spine. Uh, yes, Aziraphale replied tightly, biting down on his lower lip. You have no idea, he thought, as the warmth seemed to curl around his hard length, rather like... rather like a hand, a warm hand. Rather like Crowley's hand might feel. Aziraphale made a little whimpering noise. Then he coughed to mask it. Yes, very relaxing, he choked out. The warmth, Crowley repeated, and once again his voice caused Aziraphale to shudder. Mm. Aziraphale said, as the warmth curling around his cock seemed to tug gently at it. Oh, oh no, what was wrong with him? It was like one of those dreams, those ridiculous dreams that used to haunt him, making him wake all sticky and ashamed. This was why he avoided sleep. This was why he hadn't slept in thousands of years. It made it too hard to deny the strength of feeling that he had for a certain demon. But Aziraphale wasn't asleep now. He was wide awake and so crazed with lust for Crowley and he had utterly lost control of his secret desires. Aziraphale considered a hasty retreat. But it was impossible. Stepping out of the bath like this? His debauchery would be apparent immediately and Crowley, being a demon, would immediately take advantage. 
Aziraphale shuddered. Oh, he shouldn't like that thought so very much. Pulls the stress right out of you, Crowley said softly, and Aziraphale, eyes still closed, could hear the smile, could feel the words brush gently against his ear like a kiss. The warmth tugged persistently and skillfully at his cock. Oh, a groan escaped from Aziraphale's lips. What was... what was... Crowley had just said something important. Aziraphale desperately tried to figure out what it was, but his mind, usually so sharp, was cloudy with pleasure, delirious with wanton need, and, oh, the little tickling sensation was back, tickling delightfully along his balls and perineum, while the warm water gripped his hard cock and tightly pulled. Aziraphale choked back on another moan. What the devil was wrong with him? Crowley would... Crowley would... He would hear, and the demon would take advantage of... Of... Oh... Another little breathless moan escaped. Oh... Oh... Aziraphale's mind finally had it, just as the warmth of the water tugging at his cock began to pick up speed in a most delicious way. Oh, the licking sensation, the tugging, the warm water lapping over him. He knew what was happening, what was causing this. It was... it was... had to be, and that meant it was... It was Crowley! Aziraphale cried out as he spilled into the warm water. He shuddered with bliss as the orgasm rolled through him, panting and gasping for breath. And then he continued to shudder with embarrassment, mortified at what he'd done. But Crowley... Crowley had, he must have. Nervously, Aziraphale opened his eyes. He saw Crowley still lying on the water, like a starfish, sporting a sizable erection that he was making absolutely no effort to cover. Crowley lifted his hand and clicked his fingers. Aziraphale's ejaculate instantly disappeared from the water. Aziraphale cringed. I like the stars, Crowley said with deliberate calm. On the ceiling, I mean. It's a nice touch. What? Aziraphale gulped, eyebrows twisting together, barely comprehending the words. Crowley pointed up. The painting, Zeraphel. Though it'd have been better if they'd gotten the constellations right. It's a night sky, but it isn't the night sky, you know? Aziraphale's eyes darted up to the ceiling. 
Little painted stars dotted the dark blue ceiling. In the low light, they almost seemed to glow. He swallowed hard. Uh, I suppose it isn't. Hmm, Crowley said. Still, it's nice. Relaxing. Aziraphale's mind whirled. Had he imagined it all? Had he experienced some kind of strange waking dream? His eyes started from the ceiling to Crowley. And no, he wasn't imagining any of it. Crowley was still sporting an erection, plain as anything. Aziraphale couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand what had happened. He couldn't understand any of it. Crowley must have manipulated the water, made it touch Aziraphale as it had done. Aziraphale gulped hard and... and Crowley had given Aziraphale the first orgasm he had experienced in thousands of years, the first orgasm he'd experienced awake. Aziraphale shivered. But why? Crowley wasn't demanding anything for himself. Aziraphale was as helpless as he'd ever been before him, his most secret desire, his desire for Crowley, laid out before him. And Crowley, a demon, wasn't taking advantage at all. Far from it. Crowley seemed determined to discreetly pretend nothing had happened at all. Well, except for his erection. He wasn't being discreet about that. So he must have enjoyed it. Mustn't he? More than that. Crowley must want Aziraphale to know that he had enjoyed it. But why? Did that not decrease his own advantage? Crowley stretched and began to swim again. As Crowley did a few more laps, Aziraphale watched him. Crowley really was a terribly beautiful swimmer and kept puzzling over it. Eventually, Crowley swam up to Aziraphale and suggested that it was time to move to the next room. Aziraphale nodded and led him there, noting that Crowley's erection had subsided. Aziraphale couldn't decide how he felt about that. He wondered and frowned the whole time they were in the caldarium. The hot bath, warmed by a brazier under the flooring. And he was still frowning over in the frigidarium, the cold bath. Aziraphale hardly knew what to say. Fortunately, Crowley didn't seem to expect much in the way of good conversation. Crowley led the conversation some of the time, coaxing replies out of Aziraphale. At other times, Crowley allowed them to lapse into a bizarrely comfortable silence. 
Aziraphale was grateful for the frigidarium. The cold water brought him back to himself, cleared his head of some of the confusion. He had tried for so long to resist his feelings for Crowley. How was it that in all of heaven and earth and hell the being who understood Aziraphale the most was a demon? And now it had happened. He had succumbed. He had been taken. And here he was, seemingly the same as before, and here Crowley was, seemingly the same as before. And as the Frigidarium brought some clarity to Aziraphale's thoughts, he found that he was increasingly ashamed of how he had treated Crowley. Aziraphale had spoken true before. He couldn't have experienced that with someone who didn't understand. Crowley understood, and he had selflessly given. And Aziraphale had just selfishly taken without so much as an acknowledgement. Had he taken advantage of Crowley? They returned to the original room to rub fragrant oils over their bodies and change back into their clothes. Crowley rubbed the oil over his own body silently. Aziraphale chewed at his bottom lip, brow furrowed, torn up inside, desperately wanting to reach out and touch. Would Crowley like that? Could Aziraphale bring him pleasure? Could he wring an orgasm out of that perfectly tempting body? Aziraphale warred within. Finally, as he pulled his tunic into place, something inside broke and gave way. I'm sorry, Aziraphale blurted out in a rush. Crowley turned around, midway through slipping his final piece of snake jewellery on. Sorry for what, Angel? Aziraphale cleared his throat awkwardly as a deep red blush spread across his cheeks. He bit his lip and wrung his hands together, not quite knowing himself what he was about to say until it rolled out. I, I've been terribly selfish. Oh, <laughs> Crowley snorted. He shook his head. I guess, what's all right. Got more than I ever expected, to be honest. Anyway, there was never any obligation attached. Aziraphale grimaced at the quiet dismissal of Crowley's own needs. No he said firmly. No, it's not all right. It's not? Why not? Crowley said, golden eyes wide. Because, because I'd like to, I want to. <sighs> Aziraphale sighed, frustrated at his own inability to be frank. I want to reciprocate. I have wanted it for so long. Oh, 
Crowley grinned widely. Oh, well, let's say there'll be a next time then. Can't be selfish if there's a next time, can it? No, Aziraphale said with a little shake of his head as the knot inside loosened. He chuckled. <laughs> no, I suppose not. Crowley smiled. How often do you come to the baths here then? He said, running his hand over his neck. Daily. I come daily, Aziraphale replied. Tomorrow then, Crowley said with a little smile. And if you want, you can reciprocate. Or whatever you like, really. Happy to be a little more, um, direct with you, if you like. Whatever you want. He shrugged, cheeks pinking up. Aziraphale swallowed hard as all the things he'd like to do to Crowley poured into his head. He could bite that shoulder, nibble on the constellations of freckles there. He could kiss that mouth. He could take that perfect erection into his mouth and suck it down. Aziraphale shuddered. Crowley raised an eyebrow, like he knew exactly what Aziraphale was thinking. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> In the meantime, can I tempt you to some dinner? Yes, Aziraphale said with a relieved sigh. Oh yes, it's your job, isn't it? So I hear, Crowley said with a grin.